Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Hey, blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit CenterizeBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go Blues! Get ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio! Let's have a Donnie Brook! Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 3 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated but never duplicated, fully vaccinated, excommunicated, circumventilated, decontaminated, unrefrigerated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockinthatidealife.com and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Two great sponsors. Uh, you know, popped in my head, two great sponsors that taste great together. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a thing. A little joint sponsorship there. <laughs> uh, please check yeah, them out. Take your, uh, yeah, take your hydrate with you. Uh, your ID Life hydrate with you. You, you so know you what? Drink a few extra. That is a great idea. You take the, the hydrate, right? Like you said, from ID Life. Rocking that idlife.com. And then you take it with you uh, for Center Ice. Every couple beers, you know, uh, 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 have some uh, have some hydrate in between, and you are good to go, feeling good the next morning. I'm sure. <laughs> better than you otherwise would. That's sure, for sure. absolutely. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> I'm sure Dustin uh, endorses that kind of a use of his product, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you can he can chime in, and we'll find out. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. Mm. This is franchise episode number 321 all time. To interact with the show, we are all over social media and we uh, have our own Discord server. So you can go to letsgoblues.com for all those links and information, uh, plus links to past episodes of the show. We are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't smashed the bell and subscribed, please do so. It warms our cockles. Uh, your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price and Bill Day. Jeff Ponder is on assignment. Uh, and for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking some St. Louis Blues hockey. Um, the Blue Note 5K was last weekend. And uh, as 
as uh, as is tonight. Jeff Ponder was MIA <laughs> for that too. So uh, Bill and I were there though, and we had a good time. Uh, did you enjoy your run, Bill? Um, the running part, no, I, I didn't <laughs> enjoy that, <laughs> but I enjoyed the the festivities. I enjoy being down there. Um, uh, kind of surprised at how sparsely populated it was, or. Mm-hmm. Uh, how sparse participation was uh but it was good you know that that made for a good start didn't have to zigzag around a whole bunch of strollers and that kind of thing um but yeah it was it was uh it was good and uh i can say that i am this year's let's go blues radio first place right first place yeah champion yeah i uh I ran with my daughter, and uh, she, uh, yeah, and there's there's the there's the medal that there was was given out. There, those are the best ones uh, out of the ones yeah. they've handed out. I mean, you could you could put the Stanley Cup one up there just for the fact that the cup was on it, which makes it awesome. But as far as designs and colors go, this one's cool. This one's really cool. Yeah, and Bill is showing uh, uh, up to the screen. Sorry for you, podcast listeners can't see that, but it's the Bernie Federico autograph. Federico was there after the race uh, signing autographs, and he signed he signed every everyone. He stayed there till the end, and uh, uh, Federico, uh, as awesome as he is, uh, was very, very cordial. And we, uh, we got to the when we got to the table to get our uh, our medal uh, ribbons signed. Uh, I told him that the, my most favorite moment in my life, I believe, was uh, at Kirkwood Station when we were all there for his book signing, and afterwards he hung out with us, and we uh, at our table. Uh, there was just like five of us at the table and he told us the difference between we had long discussions maybe 45 minutes or so and uh, one of the most memorable stories was him uh explaining the difference between taking a shit and having a shit and what the difference between americans and how uh, canadians uh, refer to uh taking a number two so uh, quite funny and quite hilarious so coming out of Fergo's mouth something you don't see from you don't expect out of him <laughs> because he's such a he seems like such a polite guy right um, yep. Well, so. and he is. I mean, he, he's who who else would get up on a Sunday morning and instead of going to play golf, goes and sits and signs autograph for a bunch of fans. That's yep. pretty awesome. Yeah, for for nothing, for free. I don't. I mean, <clears throat> I no, he may have no. Gotten... It wasn't for free. Oh, it was for uh, uh, like half bushel of bananas. <laughs> right. Yeah, because after. <laughs> After uh, uh, people were clearing out, uh, they were uh, just emptying all the bags of ice that were left over for the, you know, keeping the, the beer cold and everything. They're just dumping it on the parking lot. And, and they had these these boxes and boxes of bunches of donuts, uh, donuts, <laughs> uh, bananas. That would have been better. The opposite of a banana is probably a donut. Um, oh, you, <laughs> there's a joke with a banana and a donut together um, that you could make. Um, but uh, yeah, they were just giving I away. I mean, they're, <laughs> I don't know. They were giving away like a hot dog and a donut. Sorry, it's not a banana and a donut, but same thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah, they're just giving away these bunches of bananas. And Federico walks over there and just takes them uh, a couple of uh, bunches of bananas. I'm like, ah, I don't know why I thought that was funny. Yeah, Hall of Famer walking over getting free bananas. That's just comical to me. That's just yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> nothing is nothing is below uh, free. Everyone likes a free banana, right? Apparently. Even hockey Hall of Famers. <laughs> Uh, but no, Ferrico was great. Uh, really, I mean, he uh, got, a, got a group picture and everything. Uh, uh, fantastic guy. I love Federico. 
Um, and I think anyone out there who has met Federico and he's, he makes himself available all, all the time. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have met him, talked to him, uh, and I'm sure they have uh, similar experiences with him. Uh, our, uh, our co-host Jeff Ponder, who is not here tonight, uh, wrote a nice article on letsgoblues.com about his experience taking his special needs son to his first blues game the other night and how the, uh, the blues were awesome in helping, uh, make his night extra special. So, uh, give that a read. If you have some time, it's at uh, letsgoblues.com and, uh, Jeff Ponder himself did write it since he, uh, uh, he does that for a living every once in a while, writes things. So, uh, Brandy Capone, the winner of our contest last week where she won pregame party tickets to tonight's Cardinals game, plus tickets to the pregame, the official pregame party itself, uh, all courtesy of the Cardinals Nation pregame, uh, is uh, currently, well, I guess the game's over now. The Cardinals winning streak ended at 17 games, and she was there to see it. So we're happy to send Brandy to go see the end of the winning streak. Uh, I think the Cardinals had like three hits, scored no runs. So uh, I hope the pregame party was uh, much better than the game. I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll blame her attendance at the game on the cards losing rather than me putting on my one and only, well, one of my two Cardinals t-shirts that I own for the first time during the streak. Yep. And Bill's I not... decided to join the bandwagon. Okay. And <laughs> See what happens? One too many. Right. One it too many went off the rails. So the, the wheels broke. One too many on the bandwagon. Yeah, and I, I broke out my uh, my Cardinals uh, beer bottle bottle koozie koozie. And uh, yeah, this is it's not. I mean, you know, you can celebrate the streak, right? Seventeen was fantastic, amazing, it's something I've done in eighty some odd years. Club record. Yeah, it's a so. Uh, Ponder said, uh, "Oh, he's he was messaging us about he's." pissed off about something he's always pissed about something uh our uh our official beers of episode number three two one you can follow us each of us on the untapped app i am at c price 12 jeff ponder is j ponder 94 and bill is billy blue note 33 uh, bill what is uh i was trying to make say something funny about wetting your lips but i d- did not have it ready to go in time so just what uh, what is quenching your thirst this evening? Um, what is quenching my thirst this evening is what quenched your thirst last week. I am going with the vanilla cinnamon cocoa KBS variant. Um, what do you think? That uh, um, it it is good, but I I really think it needs a little bit more uh, um, bottle conditioning or something. Hmm. Um, not everything's coming out for me, but uh, the one I had the other night, uh, so much cocoa, um, not as much as the maple Mackinac, but it's still a lot. Um, it's good, but I think, think it needs a little more age on it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, because I've got a few in my fridge yet, so maybe I'll have another one here in October sometime. And maybe wait a few months. Maybe I'll have one in uh, January or something. I don't know. Uh, I liked it last week. I thought it was good, but uh, I, I, I yeah. yeah, I can see what you say. I bought not uh, everything coming through. I get that, but I still liked it a lot. Um, today in blues history, courtesy of the. Ad- oh, I'm sorry. My beer. My beer. My beer. My beer. My beer is kind of forgettable. It's not anything special tonight. Um, it's just my uh, Bud Light Orange. I want something uh, lighter this evening. Me and my Bud Light Orange. I'm going to write like a kid's book. 
<laughs> Me and my Bud Light Orange. <laughs> I, don't I, don't think, like... I don't think you would keep your, your job, you know, as a soccer coach very long, right? Uh, Kids books about Bud Light Orange. Well, you know, I mean, there's a market for everything out there. <laughs> there's, I mean, I'm sure if you, if you yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an adult kids book. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at, at STL Blues History Twitter account, September 29th, 1997. St. Louis Blues named Chris Pronger team captain. Pronger became the youngest player to be named captain in the St. Louis Blues franchise history. Uh, I thought it was uh, interesting that uh, it was uh, Brett Hall. Let's see. Uh, McInnes said he'll be captain here for 10 to 12 years, uh, who, along with Brett Hall, will remain an ultimate captain. Uh, McInnes said he's a young guy, but he's mature enough to handle it. His play the last couple of years has the respect of everyone in the dressing room. It's a great choice by the organization. So I think, uh, and ended up being... I think the case, uh, he's spot on with that. But uh, I th- think for a short time there, um, a lot of fans weren't on board with that. Uh, Pronger had his haters. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he absolutely oh, yeah. has haters for his his uh, lack of discipline uh, earlier in his career. Uh, that just kind of stuck with him, even though he shook that after a couple of years here. Uh, it, it, people still thought he played that way. And as soon as Pronger takes the penalty, you know, he's that guy that takes the bad penalty. Um, but uh, yeah, you would. I mean, Pronger was your stereotypical blues player. I mean, he was a he was a mean mother on the ice, um, and he was good. Yeah, and I I think it took a long time for a lot of people to uh, to get over um, the Shanahan trade too, right? That yeah. that's the other part to that. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I remember going to, to games, um, you know, in, uh, 96, 97, 97, where people are still, you know, throwing the, hit them with your purse. Yeah. Come on, Chrissy, let's go. Which didn't make sense to me ever. He was a dick on the ice, but he mm-hmm. was, I mean, he would, I mean, he was, he was borderline dirty, you know, a lot of times, but he was, but he was, I mean, he was effective and, uh, yeah, I, I I was always surprised at the number of folks uh, that uh, that uh, gave him shit uh, for his play. You know, if he made a mistake, it was always like they just w- wouldn't shut up about it. So that was interesting to me. Um, but arguably the best player this franchise has ever had. Um, he's right there with Hull. You could put Hull above him, whatever. But he's up there. Right, so. only only player in franchise history to uh, to win uh, Hart and Norris, right? In the same so, season, well, yeah. In the same season, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You can't argue with it. And I really, and that year that Blake won it, the Norris, I thought Pronger should have won it that year. He really should have oh, yeah. a couple of Norris trophies here. Right. That was that was the the year that you know, like that was the time frame where they're like they're trying to spread the love around, you know. Well. And then and then it became the Nicklage from Trophy. Yes, and and Blake had a very good offensive season that year too so he and that, right. that's and and half the time the norris is an offensive trophy so i, I mean it's the, the best offensive defenseman there really needs to be a separate trophy for best offensive defenseman and then best overall defenseman which you know is is or, or even best defensive defenseman have don't have a norris have best offensive and best defensive i mean no. i don't know that's that's an idea i don't right. know right more trophies more chances to sell sponsorships to you know 
True. Discover and Bridgestone and Honda and right. all of the sponsors of the divisions from last year. And, and more um, trophies to be won by players to then uh, uh, say, hey, I won this trophy. I want more money next next contract. So just on the subject of Norris trophies, pop quiz, do you recall who won last year's Norris trophy? Uh, uh, Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Fox. Yeah. Yeah. That still shocks me. Yeah, me like, too. Me too. Second year Not player, a household name whatsoever. Yeah. Second, second year player. Yeah, that that, that was shocking, uh, yeah. because that's not the case usually. Usually, it's like you gotta, you have to establish yourself as a Norris Trophy caliber guy before you're even considered for it. You know, right? You, usually, you're nominated after you've played well enough to win it. I mean, right. like like a season after that. So, right. Two years ago, if you would have told me it would have been a young defenseman in the NHL. Uh, second or third season to win that, I would have said Merrill Heiskin in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Adam Fox, you know, he, he was good. You know, I, I went to when the Rangers were in town, but last year before um, we couldn't go to hockey anymore. Um, he was, I saw him play and he was decent, but I don't know. I didn't get a watch. I did not watch much um, uh, of the Rangers division last year. That just didn't happen. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, thought Makar was going to win it last season. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was kind of like the, the, he was the sexy choice, right? League darling. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, the guy's fantastic. Uh, September 29th, 1977. Uh, the uh, I was three years old. The St. Louis Arena, uh, which I think is funny because the St. Louis Arena, home of the St. Louis Blues, um, should go without saying, uh, was purchased and renamed the Checkerdome by Ralston Purina. Uh, the team, uh, I have this cut off, but uh, 8.8 million was the package. It was sold to uh, Ralston um, to basically keep keep the team here. They bought the team and the, and the, and the St. Louis Arena in a package deal. Ralston Purina um, assured their stockholders this, I mean, you, you could write a book just on the, what, the six years there where uh, Ralston bought the team to keep the team here, and then they lost money with the team, and then them trying to sell the team, and then to, to Saskatoon. You could, you could write a book on that whole fiasco right there. We talk about this Hall of Fame that the Blues need to start for uh, players and, and stories and things the Blues have. You could dedicate a whole wing, a whole room to this story. Uh, Ralston Prina assured their stockholders at the time that they wouldn't lose money. <laughs> uh, they said that they might not make money, but they won't lose money. They were just, uh, they thought they'll probably break even on the deal. Uh, interesting part of the uh, article that is shared by STL Blues History um, uh, I quote, a St. Louis financial expert said that, and this is in quotes, uh, the hockey operations themselves, I don't think will ever be a huge money maker. The key to the arena's success is going is getting non-hockey events in there. Um, so, I, I mean, that's interesting now. I mean, because look at it now, you, you sports franchises are a huge money maker. I don't care what the owners say. Uh, but, uh, you know, and you fast forward six years then, and Ralston Prina couldn't get away from the Blues fast enough. They reported losses of 19 million over the six-year span, and try, which is a lot of money back then. You might, nowadays, you might over oh, six years, 19 million. That's not a lot for a team to lose. They're worth, you know, some teams are worth a billion dollars, but uh, not not back then. 
considering the Blues and the arena were packaged a package deal six years prior, $8.8 million. Um, so they tried to sell the team to Saskatoon, which the NHL blocked, and then Perina locked the doors of the arena and abandoned the team and sued the NHL for $60 million. The league took over the team and sold it to, the, to uh, Harry Ornest for $12 million. That money was then passed on to Ralston Perina uh, in the uh, settlement, and that's all they received uh, out of their $60 million suit. Um, a lot of people don't know that the NHL countersued Ralston Perina for damages for having to take over the Blues because Ralston tried to sell them, uh, sell the team to investors who lacked the financial backing to operate an initial franchise and were only concerned about making a profit. The NHL claimed Ralston Perina turned down local offers to buy the team and falsified information in an effort to make the Saskatchewan deal more palatable to the league. Um, so if that's true, uh, yeah, Ralston was uh, just in it for the money. Uh, later, Ornest acknowledged the Blues have continued to lose money, but says the team is now near the break-even point. Uh, it should be noted that Ornest sold the team to Mike Shanahan in 1986, so he only owned the team for a few years, uh, for $19 million, and the arena to the city for $15 million. So he sold the package $34 million, uh, which only cost him $12 million just a, just a few years before. So Ornest made it like a bandit. Save the team. Right, he did. Get the team here. Yeah, I love right. I, mean, I love him for that. But holy hell, did he make a lot of money on the team in a short amount of time. Right. And then throw in the context of the, the stories that we heard that the Blues didn't have enough money to pay for the flight. And uh, after right. they got eliminated by Calgary, yep. uh, people were putting on their personal credit cards to get yep. home. I think Bruce Affleck called uh, Harry Ernest a carpetbagger. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, he was not a well-liked owner. <laughs> um, a far cry from the original owners of the Blues, um, which were well liked. Um, so uh, we got some uh, show our show topics tonight. We got a preseason game uh, three uh, versus Columbus tonight. Uh, not much to talk about. Blues all five to two tonight. Columbus uh, added an empty netter to make that five to two. Logan Brown um, had a shot in the shootout at the end. They did the shootout uh, at the end of the game just for. Just for shits and giggles, uh, and uh, he missed on a little flip backhand attempt. Uh, Kairou had the only goal in the shootout, and Thomas also missed for the Blues. So the Blues did win the shootout, one to nothing. Um, Lindgren played in the uh, second half of the game, stopped thirteen to fourteen for the Blues, and stopped all three shooters in the shootout. Uh, Hofer uh, didn't look particularly good. Uh, played half the game. Uh, I think what was I didn't have his numbers here. Stopped like made like ten out of thirteen or twelve out of fifteen saves, something like that. Uh, not not too good. Uh, I watched it a little bit in the second period. Saw a couple goals he allowed. Uh, one was on kind of a partial screen. Uh, he didn't pick it up. And the other one was on a, a play in front where a shot was kind of stopped. And the guy uh, stopped on backhand and uh, and beat him through the legs. Got him over the five hole. So uh, it, I mean, didn't didn't look great. Um, Scandella looked bad on the series uh, where Columbus was buzzing and hit the post. Uh, he was caught standing in a low slot. Puck was moved around him, looked lost. I was like, oh, my God, who is that? And it, turn, it turns around, I was like, oh, Scandella. Um, and uh, Hugh McGing uh, got the blues on the uh, – that's a fun name to say. Hugh McGing. It is. <laughs> it's like one word. Right. Hugh McGing. Right. <laughs> got the blues on board by uh, going to the goal and putting home a rebound uh, in tight, uh, which made it, uh, I think, four to one, I think, or three to one at the time. So, not a yeah. good one by the Blues. Yeah, and, you know it's still it's preseason. Um, yeah. A roadie in Columbus 
who's going to get excited for that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't even pulled up the box war. I'm so excited about this. Season. Yeah. Um, it's, it is what it is. It's preseason. Uh, you see guys that you're on the ice, you're like, who is that? Um, half the team is that way. So, but it is fun to see hockey and it is fun to see, uh, some prospects, uh, get a look at and see how they do. Other news, uh, Zach Sanford was finally traded. So that was, uh, this, and I I was almost uh, uh, upset that this didn't, usually blues news tends to break like the day before or the day of even we do a show. And this is the kind of move that used to just break like at 2 PM, the day we're going to do a show and we go, Oh, it's fresh. It just happened. We can talk about it tonight. It's great. And this happened over the weekend. (laughs) I was like, shit. Um, so, uh, Mm -hmm. Zach Sanford was finally traded to, uh, the senators for Logan Brown and a conditional fourth round pick. Brown is the son of former blues defensive, great Jeff Brown. And was drafted by Ottawa in the uh, 2016 entry draft, 11th overall in that draft. Uh, Brown had one goal, eight assists, and was a minus two in 30 career games with the Senators. I think that spanned four seasons. Uh, and I think 23 of those games came in one season with the Senators a couple of years ago. So he never, he just never got really got going in the system. Uh, people in the know called him lazy. So, uh, you know, maybe a new team, maybe a new team that doesn't uh, suck year in and year out um, will inspire Brown to, uh, develop into an NHL player uh, because he was, uh, I mean, 11th overall, you've got some skills. You're, you're not drafted that spot for no reason. So um, we'll see with him. Right. And, you know, he was, he was part of the, you know, that was it the St. Louis seven. Uh, that was the year that all the, all the kids got drafted uh, in the first round. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's going 11th overall. That's, that's high. Right. And, and uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't one of the guys that people are clamoring like the Kachuk brothers to to get here in St. Louis. Um, you know, there's been you know there's a rumor over the summer about um, you know that possibly bringing in Trent Frederick from Boston. I think that I forget it was it was Sanford or somebody who was rumored to be traded for, but that didn't happen. But right, right. Now, now Logan Brown's here, and uh, you know, I, I think it's you know, most of us are uh, pretty excited that uh, Sanford is uh, is gone. I mean, he 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 had his moment, right? That the nail in the coffin goal against Boston and Stanley Cup Final Game Seven, you know, being able to score that goal back on his home turf. Um, you know, that, that was a great moment, um, and a great, great bookend story to, you know, the, the Bortuzzo fight and, uh, you know, it, yeah, absolutely. How, how far the team came. Right. So, uh, it, it was, you know, it was his time and place. Um, and, uh, you know, hockey players don't stay in one place forever these days and you know, he, he's moved along and cleared up that exact two million dollars that you talked about last week that we yeah. need to get rid of. Yeah, that's funny how that worked out, right? Didn't it? Um yeah. we, we were two million over the cap after signing uh uh Thomas and uh and oh who on the roster makes two million dollars? Oh look at that, Sanford, a guy that we've been wanting to see gone for a while now, um, and has been in uh, uh, you know the fans' doghouse for quite some time. Um, but seems to get a lot of playing time, uh, seemingly up a line more than he should be playing uh, half the time. So um, I'm I'm ecstatic he's gone, so he can't be played on the second line anymore. 
um, or fill in on the first. Uh, so uh, yeah, and and uh, I think uh, the the fourth round pick, the conditional fourth round pick, uh, the Blues will get only if Logan Brown plays less than or plays thirty games or more with the Blues this season. So uh, I think barring a number of injuries that causes uh, us to go deep into the system depth, uh, or if Logan Brown really impresses in camp, I I can't see him playing. 30 games without the the season. There's just not room for him. Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd love to see more of him. I've seen him play one uh, part of one game so far. Um, but I guess, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have him. I, I, I would have been very happy with just getting the fourth round pick for Zach Sanford. I think I, I said the exact same thing a week or two ago. I said, I honestly would be very happy just, getting rid of Zach Sanford, freeing up that two million cap space. Uh, and I'd be happy with a fourth round pick. I, I, I don't want anything special for him because I don't think he's worth that much. Um, and I think getting the conditional fourth uh, plus a prospect at one time, a highly touted prospect um, who, coming back to his hometown, uh, a team that he's uh, obviously excited to play for. He was interviewed after the preseason game tonight. And he said that he was uh, when he was told the news, he was smiling from ear to ear um, and couldn't wait to get here. So, yeah, where you play can make a difference. So we'll see if uh, if that makes a difference to him at all. Um, I think uh, uh, you, you read a lot of the Senators fans uh, and analysts, and they called him lazy, and uh, he'll never play a game for St. Louis and uh, stuff like that. And that and that may be the case, but um, I it's it's just like it's like gravy for me for this trade. The fourth round pick is fine, and uh, and uh, Logan Brown too. Great. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll take a a prospect that may develop into something get some ice time sure why not right i mean you know the blues prospect uh, cupboards have been a little bit barren so mm-hmm. why not bring somebody in that uh, the city can at least be a little bit excited for um you know we'll we'll see you know like i said it's gonna be tough for him uh to crack a bunch of games at this level but injuries happen and, and the, the team is gonna be against the cap so yeah Makes sense for him to get, you know, call up or two. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, Sunquist is out for a little bit here to start the season, so uh, there is a spot. You know, Costin wants it. Um, I'm sure. Um, you know, we got uh, a, a couple of uh, Neils here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we got a couple guys who want that spot. So um, it's going to take a really good showing from Logan to even be considered for it. To be honest, um, and I honestly, if even if he plays well in camp, I don't, I don't see him making the the roster out of camp first. I just don't, I, I, I think that that spot would go to a more veteran player. And I think they'd give some, give Logan, some, get him uh, uh, get more of a look for Logan uh, at the, uh, at the AHL level and see what he can do, um, you know, with our eyes on him. So uh, we'll see how that goes. You mentioned James Neal. Um, yep. I, I have not caught much of, or anything to be honest with the preseason. What numbers are you wearing? Oh, God, that's a good question. I don't know. This, this is why Ponder needs to be here. Yeah, <laughs> he might know that. Um, let's see, Neil. He was Neil, at the Neil. game. He's right. uh, number thirty-four. No, I'm sorry, that's how old he is. He's uh, it's not listed here. Does this has it have on uh, eighteen? Nope. That's it's probably it can't 18? be eighteen. No, it can't be eighteen. That's no, Thomas. Thomas. I saw. I saw the blue and yellow. Give... I was in a hockey reference. I saw the blue and yellow. I just said eighteen, ah, but no, that's it. That was his Nashville days. Uh, the Edmonton. That's got blue and yellow. Well, I guess it's orange, blue and orange. 
Um, looks like yellow, dark yellow. They don't have it on here. So I, 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 I didn't get his number the other day. I didn't see him. I didn't catch him tonight. I only caught part of the game tonight. Um, but uh, he did score three the other night. So there's that. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy. I mean, I. If he plays well, I can see. I can see him making the team. I really can. <laughs> Over Costin. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe what Logan Brown needs is some of that uh, ID life. Maybe some hydrate before some games. You think, or uh, I don't know. Maybe some sleep. That'd be a good uh, night before a game. I don't know. Maybe some energy. Maybe some energy before a game. Right. I think that's what Zach Sanford needed, though. Hmm. But I don't know. So on that note. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockinthatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockinthatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest, he-man, stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. Now all of you skunks, clear out of here. And go over to rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, we can address some uh, messages in the YouTube chat uh, while we before we get started with the uh, Doug Armstrong talk. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike Leon says, have, e- have either of you guys been in the media? Uh, no. Uh, Bill and I have not. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure Jeff, if Jeff were here, he'd tell you all about it. <laughs> Um, I, I, I was, I was a guest in the, uh, the, uh, I was a media guest, um, a couple times, uh, in Chris Kerber's, uh, uh, became Wexbox with Chris Kerber. But other than that, no, I have not, I'm not a, I was not a media member. He, Mike also followed that up with also Vladimir Chepaturkin. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure he was getting the Jeff Ponder segments out of yeah, the way. So I mean, that's, for it. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Jason Craig says Sanford is a huge loss. Future hall of famer. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I, 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 it's uh, oozing with sarcasm, right? Um, Mike Leon also says, can't wait to retire 44. He's just filling it for Ponder tonight, really. Just, yeah. That's what he's doing. I appreciate that. He is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, that's the, let's see, Brian Roberts says, uh, oh, uh, Norris is, is the, hey, it is, it's his turn trophy. Uh, which is it certainly uh, was during that time frame. Yeah, it really kind of was in the, the late nineties. He also said the, that's the argument. The managing group of team mobile arena is they don't want a full time tenant cause. They make more money doing concerts than they would if right. NBA or NHL came to Kansas city. Okay. Right. That was the, to the, the, the point in that article about right. um, getting more concerts in because sure. blues are never going to draw that much. Right. Uh, see, Mike Leon says, uh, could Brunovich pass Scandella? I, you know, I'd honestly see him probably pass in Bortuzzo more than Scandella, even though, yeah. even though I think that, uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit more about Brunovich, but I think, uh, uh, I think his, obviously Bortuzzo, well, I mean, I, Scandella, 
can look bad at times, but he can look good. Right. I think the ceiling is higher with Scandella. You know, he's got big, a bigger up and down than Bertuzzo does, I think. But uh, really, I think if you take Bertuzzo off that the, out of the, off the defense, then it's a, I mean, it's it's not a tough defense. Pareko's big, but he's not tough. And Bertuzzo is the only the only muscle on the back end, right? So, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I, I talent wise, he's probably already passed him. Um, him and Bertuzzo. But uh, experience, size, you know, Prunovich is, is uh, he's small. Coaching he's, preference. Coaching preference. And Prunovich is also underweight a little bit. He's not as, he's not as heavy as he, as he probably will be in a year or two. He's, you know, probably needs to gain a little weight. Because if you're going to be small, you can't be, can't be light either. You, know, you, gotta, you can't be, you're going to push yeah. it out pretty easy. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think like I, I responded to Mike in the chat and said, you know, that I, I think that he, he probably threatens scandal the most. Um, and I, I'd actually, I'd like, if, if he's got the talent to stay up here, I'd like him to be up here and learn from another fairly undersized left-hand defenseman in Tory group. I, I think that that could be great for his, his development. I've always been, but at the same time, I I think after you know having you know come off injury and not really played serious hockey, give him some time in the A, let him let him get his game going again. He missed a whole season, uh, the, the the entire season, almost the entire season last year. Mm-hmm. So with a, yep. with a shoulder and in, shoulder injury, yep. shoulder, yeah. So I mean, he's probably got to develop a little bit more, even though he's looked really well, uh, looked really good so far. And I'm sure that uh, uh, you know his, him starting in the A would be probably what's going to happen, maybe unless he just really impresses the rest of the way in preseason. Uh, but uh, I would imagine that uh, if Scandella or Bertuzzo kind of you know aren't uh, aren't pulling their weight up here, then uh, you may see Prunovich up here a little sooner than uh, they probably expected before preseason started. Um. Let's see. Uh, another in a long line. Mike Leon says another, he's a lot of Mike Leon's pretty active in the chat. Another in a long line of great discarding: Sanford, Laterra, Sabotka, and Berglund. <laughs> uh, also, another in a long line of uh, inadvertent signings too. Remember the Sanford, Laterra, Sabotka, and Berglund all had their last contracts here. We're probably like, eh, what? Why are you doing that? Uh, 81. So opposite of 18. So Jimmy Holland says uh, 81. I guess that's uh, Neil's number, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. Mike, Jimmy Mike Holland gets first over Rodney Hale. Yes, right. Just barely, probably. Uh, Mike Lynn says, I want Dustin Paul on the third line. All right. Everyone does. Everyone wants Dustin on the third no. line. Uh, let's see, uh, Zach Zweifel, first time, long time, first time, long time. I got you. Uh, honest opinions on Jordan Bennington if he was a flash in the pan and his career flatlines. Um, I think we've kind of touched on this stuff uh, before, but uh, I mean, I, I, I'm of the, I, I liked the Bennington signing. If I, if I thought he was a flash in the pan, I wouldn't have liked the signing. So um, I think uh, the Blues had to sign him. Um, you know whether or not you think they're worth the money or not, I don't know. But uh, I, I don't think he's a flash. I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a solid goaltender. Uh, I I don't I don't yeah I'm not going to expect him to play the level he did when he first came up in 19. That's crazy. Very few goalies in the history of the game have played that way over that period of time. So uh, that's weird to think he could do that again. Um, 
but I, I do like him on this team. I think he's good enough uh, to uh, back another uh, uh, playoff run. So uh, assuming the rest of the team, you know, gets on board and, and can give him the support. I think he's a, he's a guy for that. I like him. So I'm, I'm all about it. But then again, you know, Bill knows uh, as, as well as anybody that goaltending in NHL can be so fickle from year to year um, as far as how a guy plays. So I mean, exactly, you never know what you're gonna exactly get. the word I was going to yeah. use goaltending yeah. at, at this level is fickle. I mean, yep. it, it, it's, yeah, yeah. Any, anybody can step up and have a great year. Um, he did it for the right time for us. Uh, but you know, I, I think he's, uh, you know, he's still uh, not somebody I would describe as being in the prime of his, his career. I think he's got a year or two left before we get to full maturity with him. Um, you know, he's, he got engaged uh, this summer, probably get married next summer and maybe a year or two after that, the kids start arriving. And that, that tends to be when NHL people <laughs> get considered mature. Does he, does he strike you as a father? I mean, not, he, he seems, he still seems kind of, I mean, I, he wasn't exactly a, a young rookie, right? So he was, he was right. a few years older, but no. Uh, he was like 25 a couple years ago, was he not? So, um, yeah, I mean, he's not exactly a young youngin anymore, but uh, yeah, he doesn't strike me as the fatherly figure kind of guy. <laughs> it's not yet. No, no. So, no, is you know, but but the thing you you know, the thing about him is you have to love his arrogance, uh, yeah, have to love yeah. his fire. And I think if he learns to channel it, like last year, there were a couple times it felt a little bit forced. Um, but he's also trying to be a leader, and, and I like that. Um, can, you know, he's he's more than one dimension. Can can we like prepare ourselves now for whenever it comes this season when Bennington does something where he goes after a player or takes a swing at a player? or says something to a player that's controversial or whatever, or to start something on the ice. Can we like prepare ourselves now? Because it's going to happen, right? At some point. And uh, there's going to be this outrage because other fans hate Bennington, but they, they, for their own reasons. Um, I, I can, and from their perspective- I think most of them call him Bennington. Bennington, you're right. And from their perspective, he's an easy guy for an opposing team to hate. He really is. Um, it's not, I mean, it's if, if he were on someone else's team, I'd probably just like the guy too. But um, it's, it's, it's a great example of on your team, love him. Uh, not on your team, uh, don't like him. But I, but we need to prepare ourselves now because there's going to be a bunch of backlash. People are going to say, oh, Bennington's such a piece of shit. Um, and it's going to happen. And uh, I'm all here for it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, Doug Armstrong signed a uh, five-year extension with the Blues. His contract, his current contract was due to expire after this season, but his new contract takes effect immediately, which is different than how players' contracts work, uh, which is why when I first saw it, I, I thought, man, his contract doesn't expire until after the season, and it's five years. So that's six more years of Doug Armstrong, but no, his, his current contract takes place right now, which I mean, which I assume means it gets a raise. Uh, and that raise goes into effect immediately. Otherwise, why not just, if it's the same money, why not sign a four-year contract after this one's over, right? I don't know. Um, so this deal kind of, uh, I think, throws a wet blanket on the uh, Chiarelli, um was brought in to replace Armstrong chatter to some degree. 
because I mean, they brought him. I mean, he was already here anyway, uh, uh, scouting, uh, but he has this new role now. So he's, and I think people were kind of concerned because Armstrong, his deal expired after the season. They brought in a former GM of Boston and Edmonton uh, to uh, uh, the bump up in the organization. So uh, I think, you know, okay, Armstrong has got this job for five more years. You know, a lot can happen between now and then as far as uh, who's going to succeed uh, Shirelli. I think um, the two guys, one cup podcast said on the, on Twitter, they were, um, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase what they said. They said uh, something like, uh, I don't, don't be naive. Uh, Shirelli is a former GM within the organization uh, who's won a cup and he you know, don't think that he's not going to be uh, seriously considered to replace Armstrong in five years. And I was like, I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, that, I guess that's something you can talk about and think about. But my goodness, uh, Armstrong just signed his five-year contract. So I'm, as far as uh, talking about his successor already, um, I mean, let's we can wait on that a couple of years at least. I mean, probably three or four years. My goodness. Yeah, and you know, all due respect to, to Stephen and company, um, there's a, l- a little uh, bit of chicken little in them. Um, sky's falling. Um, you know, no. a bit of a negative reaction to stuff, but uh, no, I, I don't <laughs> they think I say it. I, yeah. I, I think that Trelli, which makes them, which makes know, them fun they, to talk to about stuff. Absolutely. You, yeah. Absolutely. You, forth, it's, sure. you always get a counterpoint, right? Sure. And, yeah. and that's, that's, yep. they're, they're great. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we plug any other podcast on this show, it's gotta yeah. be them. Love strong opinions. Yeah. And then yeah. just to discuss them like, you know, like adults. That's, that's fun. Right. Right. And, um, yeah. So, you know, with Shirelli, um, I, I think that you have, uh, you know, I think it's more about probably Dave Taylor moving on to another role and, and needing another strong person there in the room, especially going into a year where Armstrong's, uh, you know, he's going to be GM of Team Canada at the Olympics. And yep. you got to have somebody with their eyes full time on, on the franchise. And uh, I, I think the timing is right for that. Um, you know, like you said, Trill has been here as a, uh, a scout. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's he's had strong ties. He's got experience. And as long as he doesn't have the nuclear codes, I think we're all good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and and it's the timing of it all. Like you said, the, the, the Armstrong is the GM of Team Canada this year. So he has other responsibilities that will take up his time. And so the timing of moving Trelli to the new position to assist uh, Armstrong makes complete sense in that regard that uh, he'll be here to assist and, and take care of some things uh, and help Armstrong uh, when he's going to be uh, busier than normal. So I think uh, that is a much more realistic explanation of his uh, promotion, I guess you would say. Uh, than anything else right now, uh, then, especially than looking five years down the road. You know, that's that's a long way down. A lot of stuff can happen. Uh, player personnel-wise, a team could be sold. Who knows? You, know, you just don't know in five years. Um, Armstrong also specifically said that he likes guys with experience to surround him in the organization. So that's what Trelli is. Uh, he was. Uh, that's what Hitch is. That's why Hitches is, is has got his promotion. He was with the club already too, advising coaches already. So um, it's just a, 
<laughs> I still can't accept that. I, 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 hearing that he has been doing that already for a couple of years, you know, and there's giving essentially just giving him a title and probably a paycheck or whatever. Uh, I think that's, I see no problem with that necessarily. I don't, I don't care. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens if the team struggles out of the gate. And after 20 games, if they're under 500 and all this stuff uh, and not playing well, not getting production, whatever. And uh, all of a sudden <laughs> you're going to have people wanting to say, hey, well, Hitch is here. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think <clears throat> so. I don't think so. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, we mentioned, uh, Sunrise, we're, we're, we're kind of late for a, a break with Sunrise. So, uh, I think, um, we did mention earlier the ID life, uh, hydrate taking it to Sunrise and having a nice evening out without having the, the, uh, the headaches the next morning. So here's a word from Sunrise Brewery. Centerize Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh, a couple of things in the YouTube chat. Uh, we got uh, Brian Roberts said that uh, Bennington and Berube... <laughs> They are my worries for the year. Um, I, you know, and honestly, I think unless you've got a future Hall of Fame goaltender who's proven to just bring it year in and year out, I think you could make an argument saying goaltending is, is always like in the back, at least in the back of your head, a question mark. I mean, oh, my gosh, I hope he plays well this year, you know, because he looked good last year, but year before that he wasn't you know, so hot. But uh, who, what kind of – who, what version of our goaltender are we going to get this season? I think a lot of teams can say that about a lot of players. So, and, and um, Bennington is no different. Yeah. I want to talk about worries in, you know, in goal. Um, you know, our division, it, it's all new goaltending this year. Like Bennington is kind of the established guy, which is bizarre to say. <laughs> but Colorado brought in Darcy Kemper, right? And, yeah. And uh, Chicago brought in Fleury. Um, UC Soros has been there in Nashville, but he's now going to be the number one and hasn't really impressed me all that much. Right. Um, Braden Holpe and uh, Hudobin and Bishop are, you know, I don't know if, if Bishop, you know, what his health status is, but, you know, that, you know, that changes from on, on a weekly basis. Right. What is, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, more uncertainty in Dallas around their goaltending. Um, Minnesota, um, you know, uh, they've I guess they've got Cam Talbot, who had a pretty decent year last year. Um, and then uh, you know Hellebuck, I guess is is actually the the guy, right? He's he is probably more uh, Vesna Trophy uh, leader out the gate. Um, 
but Bennington's kind of the second tenured guy at this point. Um, you know, Flurry, Flurry's, you know, potential Hall of Famer, but you know, on a, on a Chicago team that's in a, a rebuild, made some decent moves. Goaltending in the Central is is not solid. It, it's not. You don't know what you're going to get this year. And I th- and they, I, I, I agree completely. And I think that 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 uh, just goes back to what I said about how so many goaltenders are. It's a it's a fickle thing, and you never know what version of that goalie you're going to get uh, for large chunks of the of the season. So, um, but yeah, I like you said, Brian. It's uh, Bennington is obviously. A, I mean, he's going to continue to be a question mark unless he puts together two, three, four seasons in a row where he's like, okay. He's a he's a top fifteen goalie in the NHL, and that's what that's the kind of guy he is, right? That's I mean, you don't want him to uh, regret. He's got I think the knock I think where people's concern is with him is the fact that he's gone a number of games now without winning in the playoffs. Uh, that is and, and and anyone who watched the playoffs last season, it, I mean, he was unbelievable most of that series. I, I don't think I I, I don't. I, if you watch the, if you're just looking at the box score and you just see the wins and losses, and you think, oh, he hasn't won in the playoffs in a while, he must be struggling. wasn't the case at all. He was really good last season in the playoffs. Um, so I think, I think anytime you hear somebody say, well, he's got this winless streak in the playoffs now, that means nothing. It's, I mean, team game guys. You know, the, the team lost that uh, that series. Uh, it wasn't Bennington at all. He was he was one of the few really bright spots for the Blues. So, right. Right, and some of those games got a little lopsided at the end, you know. But again, you know, he he stood on his head. He yep. he was great. Um, we just we couldn't withstand the firepower that Colorado had, and you know, just it, it, it was it was a rough go for the entire team. You know, in, in terms of you know my concerns, I would actually have Pareko's health above Bennington. Um, yeah, but you know, that's. It, I, I think this era, you know, defense and goaltending—it's—it's it's all a team function, right? It—it's it, you—you don't have franchise goalies, right? You don't. Maybe Carey Price is the last one left. Um, well, Vasilevsky's doing pretty damn good in Tampa, I'd say. Um, Di Pietro is still uh, getting paid, isn't he? Or is it, is it that end last year? <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> last year? Was it last year? And, yeah. Yeah. And now he's going to join ESPN for <laughs> uh, for coverage this year. So he, he was like your ultimate franchise goalie. He just wasn't playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. So funny. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, uh, Baruby, um, you know, all joking aside, you know, if, if Baruby's not going to be the guy, if the team struggles, you know, they, they've you know, kind of built it in with, uh, you know, Jim Montgomery, right? They, they swooped in and got a guy that was, they bought, they bought low on him. Yeah. And if he's, if he's, you know, won his, his battle with the bottle, um, I'd say he's the guy to take over if the team struggles. I think that's and, a, and he's, yeah, yeah he's going to be on the bench this year, right? That that's mm-hmm. last year he's been in the entire year in the press box. He's on the bench. Um, he's I, he's the threat to Ruby. Wasn't that a wasn't that a thing where he didn't want to get too close to the players because of some baldness, like a pre-existing condition for <laughs> for COVID? <laughs> Maybe not. I was making that up. 
but no, I, it's a great point. Yeah, uh, uh, with with, uh, with with that with him being there, it's it's uh, you know, and Brube struggles. You know, how long do you stick with Brube? I think you stick with him for a while, but uh, in the end, it all depends on how the t- how bad if if the team's playing poorly, uh, how bad they're playing. You know, I mean, it's it was it's if it's six nothing uh, like when it was the last game you coached was a six nothing loss, something like that. That was bad. So yeah, if, against if, the Kings. Yeah, if they're looking right. like it was, it was yeah. they got shut out by Cal Peterson, who you know at the time was like who, <laughs> but, right? Yeah, and, he's developed into a nice goalie. Yeah, right. He he chased uh, he chased uh, um, Jonathan Quick out of town. So mm-hmm. you know that, that's uh, that's pretty tough to do. But but yeah, at the time, like yep. come on. I know. It's like the team just just was not. It, it's so interesting because. Uh, uh, how the team played then and how bad they looked. And I mean, Bruba didn't get results right away. I mean, he, 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 he had some losses no. right off the bat too. It, it wasn't like a, you know, a lot of times you'll see like a new coach, the, uh, the team will, it's like a shot of energy and they'll play well, really well for a short time and then kind of regress. Those are the opposite. They didn't get on board for a handful of games and they, they kind of just ramped it up uh, about the same time Bennington came on board too. So. Uh, a number of things, I guess. Uh, Prunovic, uh, which we talked about a little bit earlier, um, he's impressing in camp. Um, I, I There's a lot of talk about him and how impressive he's looked in uh, Traverse City, right, uh, With uh, and how well he played. And should we pump the brakes on him a bit? Because people are saying that they should put him in the lineup. He should make the team. Um, you know, in Traverse, he was – Playing against prospects, right? He's not playing against NHLers. So a guy who looks good, that's great. It's a good sign. But he's not playing against NHLers. That doesn't mean he's NHL ready necessarily. Um, I think uh, uh, Stephen uh, Ground from the Two Guys One Cup uh, wrote an article uh, about in the uh, thehockeywriters.com. He writes for them, and he uh, he was uh, basically said that uh, he wanted to see uh, Pernovich make the team out of camp. And I think that was largely based on what he saw in Traverse. So um, I, I, I'm, I'd love to see that work out to where a young, skilled defenseman uh, could play well enough. Because if he's playing well enough to make the team and makes it, and makes it, he would make a difference up here. He, would, I mean, he's he's a very skilled defenseman, um, puck mover, uh, offensive minded guy. So I think that would be a, a nice deal. But uh, I'm kind of like leery of this because I haven't seen him play against uh, a lot against NHL competition. So uh, he's, I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm of a pump the brakes on the kid a little bit um, until he gets a little more time here in preseason um, and to see what he can do against actual NHL talent. Cause that's a, it's a big difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, we touched on a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, I, I think if, uh, if he can, you know, if he can play the way that he did in traverse against NHL caliber players, um, you know, he should get that. He'll get, he has a couple more uh, preseason games. Um, I mean, seeing the, you know, some of the, the highlights coming out of the, the Dallas game, um, he, he had a nice, uh, couple of nice setups, um, 
you know, the, the, the setup on, uh, Bushnevich's goal and on Bushnevich's goal. Yep. Uh, that was, that was yep. awesome to see, you know, looked like an, a natural power play quarterback, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that we, we haven't, you know, we, we need somebody from the left side to do that. Um, you know, we're, we're so used to it being, um, you know, Petrangelo and then Falk. Um, but yeah, I, that, that would be great to see. And he, he is such a fluid skater. Um, but, but yeah, I think you have to measure him against the NHL talent, like you said. And uh, a couple more preseason games when, you know, more NHL caliber players are getting into the lineup um, should be a good measure. Yeah. Agreed. Um, next up for the Blues, uh, we've got uh, Friday, October 1st. So in a couple of days, uh, they're in Chicago, 7.30 p.m. start. Uh, and I believe that game is on ESPN+. Plus. Um, and then uh, Saturday, uh, hmm, uh, at least that's what, that's what was scheduled. I, I signed up for it today. Um, I always I always get the NHL. Uh, I got NHL TV in the past and Sunrise before that. But uh, I did the ESPN Plus thing this year. Did you get the entire package, Disney Plus and Hulu and all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I did. I have I did. that as, as part of my cell phone package. Okay. I, I'm already on – uh, my sister-in-law's Disney Plus because you can share that with a number of people. Um, so I'm on that, and I, uh, I don't, I don't watch a lot of Hulu, so I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll give this a go and see how it is. But that's where the letter Kenny is. Yeah, I know, but uh, I, I know. <laughs> and what we do in the shadows and Archer, right? And all the yeah. shows that we should I, be watching. I hate, yeah, I hate how things are so fragmented now. It, I liked it back in the day, back in my day, when Netflix had everything. <laughs> Netflix, you subscribe to Netflix and you had everything streaming that you could that was out there. And now everyone's got their own thing. You know, there's Paramount, there's Disney, there's Discovery, there's Hulu, there's uh, all kinds of I mean, YouTube, Sling, there's I, I just tons. And I'm like, geez. So every right. every production company has their own. Sling, I have subscriptions to everything you just mentioned. <laughs> See, yeah i mean it's almost like you know people cut the cord so they can go streaming and save a lot of money that's great but now you've now everything's uh you know like netflix for example used to have you know all of sony stuff and all of disney stuff and all of this you know at least a, a chunk of it but now all these they're all taking their content back mm-hmm. and and having starting those streaming services and it's like it's almost like every provider is like a channel now and you're essentially got to sign up for these and pay for each channel, which is kind of what people wanted, right? People wanted a la carte cable TV. Like I want to just pay for the station, pay for that station. So it's kind of what we're, we're going towards, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's, it's weird to have five or six different subscriptions for streaming when, uh, man, be easier if this is on one. Just consolidate. Quit taking your stuff back. Go, go, go one. Like who, uh, Hulu for a while was a bunch of them. It was NBC. It was all kinds of different television programming. Mm-hmm. Mm, the good old days. <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, the Blues play uh, October 2nd versus Chicago in Independence, Missouri. Uh, Jimmy Holland says, I haven't read this. I have not pre-read this. I just, I just saw it pop up. I'm going to read it. I hope it's good. Jimmy Holland on the YouTube chat says, I feel like another trade is coming. Doesn't have to be Vladdy, but we didn't trade for Brown to risk losing him on waivers. That's true. Oh, that's because depending what we do with Brown, if we if we don't if Brown doesn't make the club, he has to go through waivers. 
So that'll be interesting. Uh, Neil is making a strong case. Costin, McEachern, uh I'm glad you spelled it McEachern, not McEachern. Uh Clifford on waivers. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting uh, for about Brown with waivers. I, I wonder what the market is yeah. from out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I think he gets taken. I mean, uh, yeah. if you're going to expose somebody, you know, I, uh, you know, I know Kyle Clifford um, filled in a few times, but uh, and I, I again, I have not seen anything of the preseason. I haven't gone to any of the camps, anything like that. But my money would be on Clifford to be the odd man out. Okay, if Brown is taken, the team that takes him has to put him on their. 23-man roster. he They can't send him down. So, I mean, they can put him on the roster, They have to put him on the, but they, they can send him down, but they have to put him on the roster first, and if they send him down, he has to clear waivers again. So the only thing that's saving Brown from being taken, I guess, is the fact that he'd have to make the 23-man roster for another team. Mm. So that, that's, right. that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the hitch. Right. In the last couple of years, you know, the, the, the season starting waiver wire, you know, a lot of names pass through that. Yeah. That, yeah. That they you do. thought should be taken. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a risk worth taking. Um, but, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I think, you know, James Neal's best bet is to make a great impression and then get a contract elsewhere. Um, yeah. You know, no, he's, I agree. He's proving he's still got something in the tank and he doesn't yeah. have to have Connor McDavid beating him. Um, you know, I, I, I think he can get a contract somewhere else. Maybe and if, Ottawa. And, and I think the, if I, I don't think Brown, I don't see Brown making this team out of camp. The, the mm. 23 minute roster, I think they put him through waivers. And I think, like you said, with all the other people that are going through waivers at the same time, he's not going to be high on the list to be taken. There, there are going to be people who are more desirable. If a team is interested in, in picking a player up off of waivers, there's going to be players that are, that are more desirable, I guess you'd say. I would think. Because that's, that's the way it usually works. You try and slip them under the radar, if you will, uh, along with a bunch of other players. So your guy's not taken. Um, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL. Darren Drager said it's very likely you'll see women officiating in the AHL at some point this season. Uh, and I was curious to see the response. That's a, that was a Twitter post uh, by Darren Drager. And uh, I briefly perused the list of responses and uh, very positive. Very like it's about time. You know, NBA has got them. Um, you guys are behind the, behind the game. So I was like, oh, uh, the Ukrainian Hockey League, this made a lot of waves and is disgusting. Uh, the Ukrainian Hockey League has suspended. I, I'm now going gonna, to butcher this. Do you know the, how to pronounce these, Bill? <laughs> You're a soccer um, guy. You know this stuff. Yeah. Samir, <laughs> not going to work here anymore. <laughs> has suspended HC Kremenchuk forward Andre Deniskin for three games plus 10 more, so 13, for making a racist gesture at defenseman. Jalen Schmerick of HC, I, and every time I see this, I think of HC Dumbass, HC Donbass in a game Sunday, last Sunday. Uh, in this, if, for those of you who haven't seen it uh, and you don't mind looking at racist gestures, I don't know. Uh, look it up. It's, on, it's all over the internet. 
in the second period of their game, Dineskin shouted at Schmerich, who was black, and then pantomimed unpeeling a banana and eating it. He was ejected from the game, and both the UHL and the International Ice Hockey Federation began a disciplinary process. Schmerich, 24, is a Detroit native, took a leave of absence from his team and said, I will not play another game in the UHL until Andre Dineskin is suspended and removed from the league. In addition to the suspension, he was fined $1,870. So uh, I have never in my life seen a racist gesture like this. This is the the most offensive thing I've seen. Uh, You know, I've heard things said, right? But never like a gesture like this, I don't think. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that, that, that trumps this one. Uh, this was disgusting. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, racism in, in European sports, you know, uh, soccer, um, it, it, it's, it's a problem. Um, and, but to see it on the ice is, is shocking. Um, you know, and, and the thing that, that really gets me about this also uh, with the suspension, he can pay off the suspension and play. And he, can, he can buy those games back. No, that was that was a mistweet. That was was it? It was corrected. That's what I understand. It was corrected, uh, and he has to uh, be suspended the thirteen games. In addition to, he's fine. Uh, that and the initially initially his, was said his fine of eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, right. yeah. Additionally, they said initially they said that uh, he was suspended three games, and he could pay eighteen hundred and seventy bucks to not be suspended ten more. But then it came out uh, there's a correction. It was a it was a typo. I'm not. There was, there was a huge amount of backlash over the amount of the suspension because it was initially reported it was just three games. And people were pissed. And I wonder if, if it was just them saying, oh, no. Yeah, it was a typo uh, after seeing the, the backlash of uh, how light the penalty was. So that's that's what I heard. Uh, then it was my verified account. I, I didn't write it down who it was. But it was uh, uh, the league said they, they corrected the issue. And they said it was uh, it's 13 games. He does have because I think uh, uh, Puck Daddy tweeted out uh, wrote a story on it and said that uh he could buy out the last 10 games but that i think there's misinformation in that article because they corrected the tweet unless that corrected tweet's wrong so i'm going by that so mm, no so- no i i just yeah i, I saw something that uh and house from Kadri actually tweeted um but it was 10 hours old so it it may be wrong Okay, and Nassim Kadri is not a source on, you know, a, a, a deep source on the Ukrainian hockey league. So, <laughs> he, but he is a hockey player, so you would think he would know. I'll look it up here real quick. If we got a second, you guys have been at least three games. Uh, that was set eleven hours ago, four hours ago. Uh, Unsaid what could be a three game. That was just four hours ago. Uh, the star. ESPN. That was 14 hours ago, and that was by, I believe, Puck Daddy. Yeah, Greg Wachinski. Yeah, he. Yeah, and uh, this was. I mean, this was today. It was this morning, 8 a.m. 
He said that according to the UHL, Daniskin must serve the three games. However, he can avoid sitting out the additional 10 games if he pays a fine that's equivalent to 1870 bucks. Um, but I heard after that that was incorrect, that it was a mistweet. So if I go four hours ago, this article was four hours ago. This one says it could be a four-hour uh, three-game suspension too. Maybe that's accurate. Okay, conflicting reports here. I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it some more. I've heard. I've seen both things. Um, Rod Brindamore was asked uh, if anything stood out to him during the game that might have flown under the radar. This is a preseason game, right? He goes, "I mean, it's a preseason game. I'm kind of happy it's over." <laughs> and I'm like. Uh, isn't that all? Isn't that how we all feel about preseason games? I mean, mostly, right? I mean, I love seeing hockey yeah. and all, but uh, <laughs> let's let, let's let's get the season started. Yeah, yeah. That um, you know, the when you're a season ticket holder uh, with other people, and you go to the draft, you're like, yeah, I'm willing to go with all the preseason games, and you know, you'd you'd almost trade them uh, for like a second pick rather than trying to force a first tech on somebody but we couldn't get we couldn't get anybody to take ours <laughs> brian roberts said uh, i also read that the longest you can be suspended in that league which is the ukrainian hockey league is 10 games so i don't know if that's accurate or not but um i think we're done we've blown through the topics for tonight bill you have anything you want to add to this big show um no um i i just i yeah no ponder um hour and 15 minute show there we go coincidence (laughs) i think not i don't know we'll see we'll have to talk to him about that next week we'll see how long next week's show is three and a half hours gotta make up the difference (laughs) just kidding jeff we love you yeah yeah i mean yeah absolutely absolutely um how'd your game go tonight by the way oh ponder's game oh sorry <laughs> yeah he had a game tonight uh his on assignment was on a game and it, it got canceled i think somebody like uh shit all over the ice or something what happened uh, something leaked on the ice it, yeah something <laughs> leaked i thought it was pepper spray pepper spray what there's a story there somewhere yeah yeah Man. how does how does pepper spray leak how does enough pepper spray leak onto the ice to ruin maybe it's just that you couldn't like go out there without getting your eyes burned i don't know or is it does it actually ruin the ice it might melt the ice pepper spray yeah i don't know well support for let's go blues radio is brought to you in part by id life the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your dna Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Centerize Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their tap room. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. And I know you folks listening to this, and some of you probably hear the the ads and the sponsors and stuff and say, okay, you hear it, but but you don't go there. Go there right now. Go there right now. Put it in the browser. Put it in your browser. Go there. Check it out. Just look at it. Just, just do me a favor. Just look at it. 
That'll wrap up the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For the Missing in Action, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Winter Classic tickets on sale right now. That's right. We did not cover that. Go buy some and visit our sponsors. Do both. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend